Good morning, and a very warm welcome to the Sunday service of Free Community Church. Thank you for joining us today. Now, as most of us are watching from home today, we don't get to see each other, but we are still gathering together in spirit. So I invite you to, um, if you're watching live on YouTube, to greet one another uh, through typing into the YouTube chat. Uh, you could type in, peace be with you, or you could respond, and also with you. Now I invite you to find a comfortable place to sit. Take a moment to center yourself. Take a deep breath. Maybe this week was busy, had many demands on your time, your energy, and your attention. But this is a sacred time where we can turn our attention to God, to God's love for us, and to God's purposes for us. So as we enter into this sacred place, please join me in the call to worship. Hungry for meaning? Welcome, Welcome home. Thirsty for purpose? Welcome, Welcome home. home. Yearning for comfort? Welcome, Welcome home. Burning for challenge? Welcome, Welcome home. Ready for learning? Welcome, Welcome home. Eager for serving? Welcome home and welcome to, to worship. Your power and love as we sing. 
Church, join us in a time of singing. As we sing of God's goodness and faithfulness in our lives, this morning, may God's voice speak to you. Let's sing, I love you. I love you, Lord. For your mercy never fails me. in your hands from the moment that I wake up until I lay my head I will sing of the goodness of God I love you Lord I love you Lord for your mercy never fails me all my days I've been held in your hands that I wake up until I lay my head I will sing 
Will you join me in prayer? Indeed, Lord, all our lives, you have been faithful. All our lives, you have been so, so good. And with every breath that we are able, we will sing of your goodness, Lord. We are reminded in Psalm 46, Be still. And know that I am God. Be still and know that I am. Be still and know. Be still. Be. Lord, in a time of constant change and uncertainty, 
Help us find moments of stillness with you. And through this, help us find moments of connection with you and with one another. God, you call us to show up in the world and to show up for one another. And sometimes we fail. Forgive us, Lord, and help us do better. Help us have the courage to awaken to greater love, greater humility, and greater care for one another. May we place our hope in what matters and what lasts, trusting in your eternal presence and love. Listen to our heart's longings for the healing of our suffering world. We pray for everyone who is affected by this pandemic and ask for your grace to sustain them. We pray for our children, that you would keep them safe. We pray for the elderly, the vulnerable, those on the front lines who serve tirelessly. Meet us, Lord, at our points of need, as only you know how. And help us to show up in our world as people who love you and who love one another. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's come to our Lord's house to offer Him our praise and our worship.
Good morning, and welcome to Free Community Church. Even though most of you are joining us uh, via the live stream, um, for those of you who are joining us for the first time, uh, 
or not familiar, we have been using Menti as a platform um, to interact yeah, so that we can get, be more connected and build this sermon together um, as we share um, and reflect upon what I have to say. So today's code is uh, 35879215. You can go to menti.com and join us there. Um, and throughout the sermon, um, this code will be on top of the slide. So if you miss it, um, you can key it again. And I'm sure that um, Jimmy, who is our moderator today, will repost that link again. Will you join me in prayer? God, may the words from my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable to you. Amen. It is odd and almost ironical that I will be talking about presence today, talking about presence and showing up during this time where we have suspended in-person service. I wonder, how many of you miss in-person worship and can't wait to be back here at One Commonwealth? You know, just want to test straight away. Whoa, there's a one answer there. Um, and it's okay. It's okay to, to be saying, not really, I'm happy to join online. It's okay to be not sure. For many of us, gathering here on Sunday is an important aspect of our spiritual life. Really, what is social and spiritual can often overlap. And as what Jamie pointed out last Sunday, Ecclesia is a Greek word meaning the gathering of people. We're not gathered online because we are concerned about the well-being of the least among us, the young, the elderly, the immunocompromised, those who cannot be vaccinated because of the allergies. Many of us have um, children, many of us have elderly at home, and we are worried about them. We went above what was required because we believe it is the loving thing to do. That is, of course, not without any downsides. As this drags on, we may become more distant. Instead of absence make the heart grow fonder, we have out of sight, out of mind. And we often end up communicating to each, with each other only when we need to, further entrenching a task-oriented rather than a relationship-centred culture. I can see that um, there are about the third who feels that uh, happy to join online, not really missing coming to one commonwealth. And two-thirds, about two-thirds, uh, yes, I can't wait to be back. Thank you. Now, yes, now you can sleep in on Sundays and join the service in the comfort of your own home in your pyjamas at 10.30. You can even watch the service on your mobile phone anywhere. And for some of you who are overseas, you are connected to us. Uh, even though you, know, you are maybe in Australia um, or in UK, uh, watching this service um, after, later on, um, after the live streaming. And you can actually catch this service anytime um, during the week when you're free, not exactly on Sunday. Or even listen to it on the podcast on the way to work if you are not working from home. And if we are not working for you, uh, you can even check out other churches during this time, anywhere in the world. So many churches 
are going live streaming. If attending church means singing three or four songs, listening to a message, partake in communion, and then head home, then there isn't much reason to have in-person service. But there's more to church than just that, singing three or four songs, listening to the sermon and partaking in communion. We need to remember, Christ is God showing up in our midst, God incarnate, God in the flesh. We sang just now, all my life you have been faithful, all my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I'm able, I will sing of the goodness of God. God has shown up. God has shown up for me, for me. in moments I feel helpless, hopeless, desperate. God has, shown, God has shown up when I felt I wasn't up to it, up to do what I needed to do. But I'm grateful. As I leaned in and trusted, God showed up. And I'm amazed so many times when the outcomes are way beyond my expectations and even my imagination when God showed up. When we show in church, it is about showing up as a community. Showing up for someone who may need community during a difficult time. It may be for someone searching for a safe space, searching for God, searching for answers. And we try to be present for the person who is in need. Showing up is about being the body of Christ. Jamie reflected, oh, and showing up is one of the ways we love one another. Jamie reflected in a sermon last week. I've also heard many people disappointed with FCC and left us because we do not practice what we preach, that we are not truly welcoming, and that while on the surface we are all cordial with one another, there are many broken relationships that remain unhealed. Some individuals and small groups are still being discriminated against, though this may not be outwardly apparent. Recently, one of our members, Ben, was very broken-hearted. His mother passed away, and only three of us from FCC went down for the wake. He felt that he didn't matter. And we didn't show up. We didn't show up for Ben. And I have to take responsibility here. While I did go down for the week, it slipped my mind to share the information with the rest of the church. Many of you are not on Facebook all the time and missed that information. Many of you have reached out to Ben, and I've also apologised to Ben for dropping the ball when I didn't pass on the information to the rest of you. Pauline shared in the final sermon of the Living uh, Resurrected Life series, Do You Love Me? Then Feed My Sheep. That is the call to every one of us. That the blessing of God should flow through us to a world that's hungry for bread and for love. She talked about the failed disciple. That failed disciple is us. We have failed Ben. We failed to show up. And Ben is brokenhearted because FCC meant a lot to him 
and we disappointed Him. And I pray that can, there can be healing and we can help mend His heart because we are an imperfect community trying to live out what it means to love one another. We will fail. And when we fail, we will try again. I want to ask you, were there occasions that you wished that people showed up for you? It may not be an easy question to answer. This requires us to look at the moments where we struggled and we felt alone and we wished that people showed up for us. Were there occasions? And it requires you to be vulnerable to share this. But this is a moment that you can think about. Lean into those moments. Be vulnerable and share. So we can learn, reflect and grow. Yes, by just being there to listen when I was really upset and hurt. When my relationship broke down and people looked on the surface to advise me. Break up. All the time. All the time you wish people showed up for you. And ping dot. Yes. Quitting a job. Yes, sometimes leaving a job is not easy. Because there might be fear about what's going to come next uncertainty, leaving behind relationships that you have built over the years with the people, or it could be leaving behind something that's bad, but it's, you wish that people will be with you, right? During celebrations, support my successes. Yes, there are times that, it's not the times of struggle, right? But also times that we want to celebrate when we want people by our side to celebrate with us successes, not just when we fail. Sometimes it feels rather lonely when we have achieved something and there's no one to share that with. Yes, but it's not something I would complain about. People have their own issues too. Yeah, that's true. When I was struggling with my mental health and finances, yes, Life seems lost, lonely, and despair when everything does not seem to come together. Yes. As a caregiver during lockdown, it must be tough, right? Um, to care for people around you and you're taking on all the burden. And because of the lockdown, we become more disconnected with people. You know, how do we show up for one another um, when we are, and when the only way of connecting? Um, it's through the digital means, right? When I'm left out and wish there are those who have my back regardless, actually, no, I've been so blessed by family and friends all, your, all my life. I'm so grateful, right, to, that people showed up for you all the time. Yes, when I need people to be there to listen, but they just want to rush to provide solutions or run away, that's very true. And perhaps something that we learn from this is when people need us to show up for them, it might not be to provide solutions and just get on with it. They actually want our presence just to listen. 
just be there. And it's not about the solutions. A lot of times when we offer solutions, it's often to deflect. And because we are unable or uncomfortable to sit with the pain and the struggle, at the funeral, you wish that people show up for you, just like Ben, right? Yes, most did not, but thank God that someone did. And sometimes it's that one person that showed up that mattered. Speaking up when others put me down, yes. Birthday, yes. Sometimes it feels very lonely when it seems that people have all forgotten your birthday. When I moved overseas and they checked in with me more often instead of only when I text first. Yeah, reaching out to people and reminding them they are missed, they are cherished. For people to show up, we also have to ask others to show up. It's hard to tell when someone needs others. And I'll talk more about that. When I needed a listening ear to my job woes, job loss stress, and my mom's passing, yeah. I can understand Ben because it has happened to me too at a funeral. Colleagues expected to turn up didn't. Mm. Stepping in to protect me when I'm stunned because of an unexpected assault. Yes, when I was overseas and going through a painful breakup, and my church friend did show up miraculously. He just happened to be visiting at that moment. Sometimes it feels like almost God shows up through these people, right? And they don't know. They just happen to be there. When I stopped being active on social media, no one reached out to ask if everything was okay. Yeah. And that's the, that's the struggle. Sometimes when we, when we start distancing, the avenue that people pay attention to us um, or the avenue that people reach out through, people outside our mind. How do we then show up for people you know, when we it's out of sight? When I'm bullied and discriminated? When others slander my character and friends keep quiet? I realise that sometimes I do have to ask, not expect people to read my mind. So many people commented when I lost weight. The attention was overwhelming, but people didn't express concern when I gained weight. I guess it's, some, it's quite awkward to say something. When a close family member was in critical condition in hospital and I felt alone and unsupported, those are the moments, right, that we wish someone was there with us. have been blessed whenever people invite me to their house for meals, especially allies as a gay person. It's so meaningful. Thank you for all your responses. I think that when we struggle and so many, in so many different experiences, we feel alone, isolated, we wish someone would show up. And it's not easy. It's not easy to... It's not easy because the folks who didn't show up often don't even know. And the opportunity to open up and share these moments can actually allow us to learn and grow and crucially forgive and heal. When we reflect on this, I hope it's an invitation for all of us to reflect how we can show up for other people and how opportunities were missed when we didn't reach out to them. And it requires all of us to be doing it. The people that moved overseas, the people who have left. Jamie pointed out that we could easily name people who have 
not who have stopped attending FCC for a while. Reach out to them not because you want them to come back, but reach out to them because you want to you care, and it's a form of love, unconditional love. How are they doing right now? And that's a journey for all of us. And I hope that we, we remember too that forgiveness is to allow the other person not to be God. We are incapable of loving unconditionally on our own. Only God can give us that kind of love. This is what Henry Nguyen said in the seminal uh, article um, that we studied, you know, we reflected on from, solitary, from, soli from solitude to community to mission. We have, we have done it for our church retreat before. We have done it as a Bible study. We have done sermons on it. But I thought that this is a valuable thing. Forgiveness is to allow the other person not to be God. And I want to ask the other question, right? Were there occasions when people showed up for you? Some of you have already mentioned that um, just now when I, when I asked, you know, people showed up. Like that person, you know, who moved overseas and suddenly a church friend showed up. When you were overseas, it's almost like God ordained in some way. But were there occasions when people showed up for you? I invite you to remember. Remember and receive that love. Because them showing up, those moments of showing up, is a way of loving you. Yes, when I text or call, they apologize for not checking in and now they check in a lot more. And thanks for being vulnerable and telling people what you needed from them. Right? When I was about to leave for overseas study, when I was sick, birthdays, rarely, People showed up for occasions that were not so significant. Okay. When people took time to listen and truly understand the complexities of what was happening, instead of judging from knee-jerk instincts. During Circuit Breaker last year, when church friends knew I couldn't meet my partner for months, they showed up. My friends showed up during my band's performance and made me feel that my practice sessions were worth it. Yeah when they stood up for me and I'm thankful for them, at my mother's wake and funeral, strangers and acquaintances who included my queerness after me merely saying I'm queer, compared to close friends and family who don't get it after years. When I was stuck without access to money in a foreign country, someone came and talked to me and helped me, but it wasn't a church person. It doesn't have to be a church person. I mean... As we pointed out, the church is an impact, imperfect place where a group of people struggling, struggling and trying our very best to be loving, and we often fail. We're human. I remember Pastor Pauline letting me book an appointment with her, and when I met her, to ramble on for a long time, on, a long while on my problems. She just patiently listened. I guess that's what needed. A listening ear 
no advice given, but I felt much better. When I lost someone and people kept me company. Thank you. Please continue um, sharing. When we show up, we're not there to offer answers or solutions. We're just offering our presence. And sometimes a listening ear or a shoulder to cry on. It reminds us we are not alone. It reminds us that the church is with us. It reminds us that God is with us. And a phone call, WhatsApp message, a message on Facebook, sometimes don't convey this as powerfully as our physical presence. And so, church, in-person worship, in-person service, is more than just convenience of attending church without stepping out of our own homes. But, like what Jamie shared last week, community isn't easy. I laughed when she said, community is a place where the person you least want to live with always lives. Yeah. Among 12 of his closest disciples was one who would betray him, right? It may be that you have been hurt by someone or you have hurt someone or more likely, both of you have hurt each other. And not showing up is a way of avoiding having to deal, deal with the hurt. It may mean that it may mean it may be that you don't you think that not interacting with people means that you won't get hurt. But the reality is healing can only come when we show up to work through the hurt. When we work on forgiveness and reconciliation, then we will experience healing. And that's the promise. God will show up to help us when we show up. When we put our hearts and minds to work on reconciliation. I'm also learning as well. And this is something that I often tell people, right? Let me know if there's anything I can do. I don't want to impose or intrude. I've told folks, during um, our leaders' training, the CG leaders' training earlier this year, uh, this week, ask people what they need, just like what Jesus did for Bartimaeus. Because God, uh, no, Jesus asked Bartimaeus, "What do you want me to do for you?" And isn't it rather odd to be asking a blind man what he wants? But Jesus helped Bartimaeus come to terms to name his need. But the reality is, Bartimaeus had been blind for a very long time. He had a long time to, pr to process what he wanted. But for people in crisis, when people encounter like breakups, loss of loved ones, loss of a job, it might be sudden. And for them, they might not be in the frame of mind to know exactly what they need, much less ask for it. I doubt that anyone who lost a loved one would be telling me, Pastor, um, please help me get dinner while I sort out the arrangements for the funeral. Or someone who just broke up, 
you know, will ask, you know, um, I have missed, I have stopped eating for, you know, I have no appetite, I have not eaten for, you know, lunch and dinner, will you help me get something? People don't think, of, because they are in such a, they are in a frame of mind that they are not even thinking about eating. <clears throat> and those of you who remember, there was, and recall, there was a service at a wake where one of our, me- of a, one of our members and a family member fainted because she didn't eat anything the whole day. So, <clears throat> may we learn to better care for one another by showing up for one another. And perhaps sometimes, it will step into that space and just show up. Of course, there are folks who are quite clear about what they need and want. Andy was hospitalised earlier this week, but he was very clear to me. Don't visit hall, because I got no energy to talk. Because the tummy will cram when I'm talking. And Nick, during his last week in hospital, told people not to visit because he wanted to conserve his energy and spend the last days, the last moments of his life with his loved ones. But showing up also isn't just about showing up for each other. It's also about showing up as a church. And I want to share this with you. I remember one year quite long ago, I think maybe it was 2013 or 2012, when I was attending the AIDS Candlelight Memorial organised by AFA with Reverend Yap, he turned to me and asked, where's the FCC? I rarely share this story because I've always held always by invitation and never by coercion. And I don't want to be guilt-tripping all of you to participate in events. But I also want to remind everyone that as the body of Christ, we are also called to show up. It matters. It matters because our presence is the physical manifestation of love. I remember many of you showing up at Hong Lim Park to participate in the candlelight Virgil to mourn for victims of the Orlando shooting. That was five years ago. The shooting at Paul's Disco. And I recall, if I'm not wrong, I did not send out um, much information through the church channel about this Virgil. Um, Nick was organising, Nicholas was organising this this Virgil, um, reached out to me and we worked together on it. But I did not send it to the church in a way. I didn't ask folks to come down, but many of you showed up. Perhaps I held back because uh, I didn't want to coerce people to go down. And perhaps a part of me was afraid that I'll be disappointed when people did not show up. I didn't want my heart to be broken because we weren't present. But we were. Next Saturday is Pink Dot, but it is also the fifth anniversary of the shooting at Paul's Disco. It is good that while we celebrate Pride Month all over the world, we remember this shooting 
and that many LGBTQ people still face discrimination and even violence. During the Virgil at Honglin Park, I wasn't allowed to speak because the rules for Honglin Park was that you didn't allow last-minute registration of speakers anymore. But Nicholas read the message on my behalf. And this was a message then. I think that it's still appropriate to remember. Together, you know, remember the people who died, the people who still suffer today. And even when we celebrate Pink Dot, remember that discrimination still exists. 377A is still here. So this was my message. This is the time we respond to hate, not with hate, but with love. Even though we are angry, even though the tears are streaming down our faces, even though we are afraid, we respond not with hate, but with fierce love. We will be bolder to love even the ones who hate us. We will not run back to hide in our closets. This is a time to love even more passionately, to love our families no matter how hard, how difficult, no matter if they have accepted us or not, to love our friends, to love our enemies, because love can overcome hate. We showed up to proclaim love even in the bleakest moments, because that's what Ecclesia is, the gathering of followers of Christ, because that's what God is about. Love is stronger than hate. Love is stronger than death. I want to point out, however, not every time when Christians show up, they're showing up as the body of Christ. Many Christians show up at the AWARE EOGM in 2009, in support of the new God. That isn't showing up for God. And I want to say, how do we discern that? When we show up to perpetuate someone else's oppression, we are not showing up for God. When we show up, we should be showing up in solidarity, showing up for liberation, and it should not, it should never be to perpetuate someone else's oppression. I'm proud that every year we show up as a community at Ping Dot. Even though we don't have a booth at the community tent, even though the rules prevent us from speaking about religion at Honglin Park, Reverend Yap, Mrs. Yap, and Susan showed up every year at Ping Dot, even in the midst of the heat even the, in, of the inconvenience of making their way there through the crowd, even the physical pain they experienced when they couldn't sit comfortably, they were there. They showed up in solidarity for us. And so did many of our allies. You think it's not hot? You think it's not warm? You think sitting there in the sun or, you know, there were a few times that it rained, you know, the wet grass. They showed up still. And their presence is an act of love.
Will we show up for other people? Will we show up in solidarity? Will we show up for their liberation? Will we show up for the anti-death penalty campaign? Will we show up for our migrant worker siblings? Will we show up for HIV-positive siblings? We cannot be Christian and not care for these things. Recently, Angela created a padlet and invited folks to write in in support of the women astizas who were targets of being sexualized on an online poll. I'm very glad that many of you wrote notes of support to show that we care and that they are not alone. This is one way of showing up. And we need to recognize and understand that liberation is intersectional. We are not truly free until all are free. Our liberation is dependent on each other's liberation. And it's not a zero-sum game where someone's liberation comes at the cost of another person's liberation. We can only live into the reality of God's kingdom when we see this. Instead of being focused on ourselves, our self-interest, self-concern, self-centeredness, our selfishness, Jesus taught that God's kingdom is identified with concern for the other. Justice, compassion, service, sharing, love. We are invited to show up, to show compassion for the least amongst us. Feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, visiting those in prison, caring for the sick. God's kingdom cannot come about through coercion, domination or violence. It can only come about when we have a change of heart and we show up to work together to make it happen. Jesus invited us to participate in this transformation when He showed up. And I want to ask you, where do you see Jesus or the church showing up? Were there occasions you saw that glimpses? Was there a moment in your life or in the news? Pink dot. Yeah. I want to share a story in the meantime while waiting for you to key in your thoughts and reflection. There was one year I was helping out at the community booths and I saw this young person, probably in his late teens or maybe early 20s, and the reason why he caught my attention was that he was in a black shirt, black T-shirt. You know, Pink Dot, all of us are in pink. And I was curious, right? And I was observing him. And he was smiling from year to year. And I could sense from him a sense of finding home in a way of him finally realizing that there are other people like myself, that I'm not alone anymore. These are my people. This is my family. This is home. Why was he in a black shirt? Probably because 
He doesn't have any pink shirt in his closet. Perhaps his family is not accepting. He's not out. He's still struggling. But his expression as he walked through the community tent from booth to booth was one of joy, of hope, and that I could see it's so tangible. And perhaps that's what church showing up could be, what Jesus showing up could be. Repeal 377A campaign, the church showing up at soup kitchens. Yes, I've, I volunteered at a few when I was in the US, consistently looking out for the worn out, the weary, and disenfranchised. The power when a community gathers in solidarity to support a cause to help the vulnerable. Jesus showing up when you're lost in life, in the prisons, whenever I see love and hope, healing of nations through structural changes, including government, Buck Shallow Suite number one, well, I would want to listen to that, in times of suffering, shoot me instead. When the, when the Catholic nun in Myanmar pleaded with the Jinta forces, yes, I was really moved by that. Everywhere and whenever we do justice, show mercy and walk humbly with God and one another. Yeah. When hope arrives at the end of the day, I guess the woman at the well and many others, Jesus showed up consistently for the disenfranchised. The Catholic Church in Hong Kong held memorial services in their churches for the June 4th event last Friday, even given the backdrop of national security law. Yes. That is a church speaking to power. When people experience God's power, receive miracles, when signs and wonders make people's lives better and point to a loving, living God. Every week in FCC, I'm glad that you see church showing up, Jesus showing up every week here. That may not be true for everyone, but I'm glad it is for you. Where there is heartache, to love and care for those society deems unworthy. Yes, I think that we do show up. We showed up when every time that we deliver groceries to T-Mart, we show up, and this is something that we have not done for a while, when our volunteers show up at IMH to visit those in the wards that we adopted. They remember the volunteers who regularly go, even though the volunteers only visit once a month back then, back then when we were allowed to visit. I think God showed up there. And I want to say one more thing. Jesus showed up to break the binaries. And this is Galatians 3, verse 28. There's no longer Jew or Greek. There's no longer slave or free. There's no longer male and female. For all of you are one in Christ Jesus. Jesus showed to break the boundaries of the human and divine. Life and death. Us and them. The personal and the political. All these divides fall away. Because that's, these are just false lines that we draw. When Jesus said, give to Caesar the things that are Caesar's 
and to God, the things that are God's, he's not drawing the line of separating the church and the state. He was asking people to bring the, their full selves. You know, remember that story. Before he said that, he asked the people to bring him a denarius. And he asked, whose head is this? And whose title? And they replied, Caesar's. The image of Caesar is imprinted on the denarius, that coin. And so that belongs to Caesar. But when he said, give to God the things that are God's, what Jesus was really saying is that we give to God what things that God's image is imprinted on. What's God's image imprinted on? Us. We are created in God's image. We are called to give ourselves, our whole selves, to God. So being Christian is not easy. It is costly. And discipleship is costly. Jesus told his disciples, if anyone wants to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up the cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will find it. Showing up is risking vulnerability. Showing up has a cost. That is what taking up our crosses mean. Showing up may mean facing shame, humiliation, crucifixion, and death. But we know God is with us, and we shall overcome. That's what happened when the nun knelt down in front of those police officers. She showed up. And she said, I'm ready to die. I might get shot, but I'll die now so that God can, God's love can be shown. Lives can be saved. And she said she would do it again. Showing up, for many of us, may not be risking death, but it could be risking facing humiliation and shame. Because that's sometimes what we feel when we apologize, right? We have to bring up the parts of ourselves that are flawed. We have to look at ourselves hard in the mirror, reflect, and then reach out to the person that we're hurt or harmed and apologize. That is vulnerability, but that is love too. And trust that God is with you in this. Because so often when we reach out, what's the worst that can happen? That person doesn't, doesn't accept our apology. But more often than not, God shows up and that brokenness is overcome. That healing happens. And really, showing up is to love. And so, I want to ask you, where do you feel God prompting you to show up? As I was speaking, 
the whole time were there, was there prompting in your heart something, somewhere, someone you need to show up to. Showing up in ministry to accept love from another. It may be hard to listen to this little voice, this little prompting, this little nudges. Yes, showing up for Palestine, for the people who are oppressed there, the people who are suffering, for the cycle of violence that continues on and on and on. It's not easy for them to forgive and open to listening to my family members, to support my friends in their recent grief. Making that call to a family member or friend, yes. Sometimes it is, the prompting might be, what God is prompting us to do is something that we might have been putting aside for a while. A situation that, that we are struggling with. To show up in my own life. The thought of a friend I'm not texting in a while, wondering how I can be more involved in FCC being so far away, how can I give more of my time and money to the less fortunate. That's good reflections. To forgive even when I've been taken advantage of, it's God who provides and restores that which God did not take away. To keep on serving at FCC because I believe in our mission and keep advocating for the repeal of 377A. For the students I see struggling, places where days of visibility for the community are being held, safe spaces with others, volunteering for Afghani refugees as a teacher, helping them beyond the lessons. Thank you. I want to invite you to continue reflecting more on what God is prompting you to show up in where you're invited to. Show up for your friends. To have courage to draw boundaries kindly. When I don't, I set others up to fail too. Yes. Showing up doesn't mean that you, you don't draw, have good boundaries and you don't take care of yourself. Showing up requires work. Right? I want to close in prayer today. And will you join me? God, you showed up. You showed up in Jesus. You showed up in that incarnation. And you showed up in people who showed up loving us, guiding us, teaching us. Open our eyes and show us those who need us to show up for them. And empower us to love them through your presence when we show up. May we follow God's call for us to go higher and deeper and allow God to lead us to show up. And through that, allowing God to incarnate in us as the body of Christ and once again take on flesh in this world.
Amen. So we now come to a time of Holy Communion, a time where God shows up for us in His body and blood. For those of you who are watching at home, now would be a good time to get some elements to represent the bread and the wine so that this service can be truly interactive and that you can participate fully with us. We gather each Sunday at this table even though at this time we are not all physically together, the table of God's feast transcends time and space because God's love transcends all boundaries. So this table recognizes no boundaries. Here at FCC, we celebrate an open table. This means that you do not have to meet any criteria. You do not have to be a member of FCC. You do not have to be baptized. You only need to recognize that God's grace is sufficient. The cross is two lines intersecting. The cross is where sorrow meets joy, where pain meets healing, fear meets faith, death meets resurrection, and hate meets love. This, this table, table is, is at, at the, the intersection, intersection where two lines meet. This table is the declaration that love is stronger. Love is stronger than hate, stronger than death. This table where we break bread is the table of love, the center from where love flows. This, this table is one of awareness, awakening, of forgiveness, of reconciliation, of salvation, of love. With grateful hearts, we break the space of history to share in your vision of sharing at your table where all are equal, all are free. We ask you to bless this bread and this cup. Through this meal, make us the body of Christ that we may join with you in promoting the well-being of all creation. Amen. We remember on the night when Jesus and the disciples had their last meal together, Jesus took the bread, gave thanks, and broke it. He gave it to the disciples, saying, This is my body, which is broken for you. Take and eat it. And as often as you do, remember me. In the same way, he took the cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it to the disciples. He said, Drink this, all of you. This cup is the new covenant poured out for you and for many. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So I now invite um, the stewards to come forward to distribute the elements. Um, for those of you who are at home, you can take this time to meditate on what it means 
that um, we have the body and the blood of Christ. And just imagine Christ, imagine yourself at that Last Supper, where Christ is offering you the bread, saying, this is my body for you. This is my blood for you. And just think to yourself, what is God saying to me through these words? God, bless these simple elements so they will nourish and strengthen us in body and in spirit. Let us partake the elements together. May I invite you to stand in body or in spirit to join in this prayer. Lord, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light, and where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Please be seated. So welcome again to the Sunday service of Free Community Church, where FREE stands for First Realize Everyone's Equal. FCC is an inclusive church. That means you are welcome here regardless of your theological background, your gender identity, sexual orientation, economic status, or any of the labels the world might put on you. To our members, those worshipping with us regularly, and to those joining us for the first time, welcome home. My name is David, and I'm the a service leader for today. So um, if you're new to FCC, please let us stay in touch with you. You can leave your details at fcc.la slash fccwelcome, 
or scan the QR code on the screen. Um, our pastors will reach out to you to find out more about you and how we can better serve your needs. Now, on the first Sunday of every month, we have a newcomers meeting, and this is for people who are new to our community who would like to find out more about us, uh, what we believe, and maybe how they can get um, more plugged in. And so, actually, that's today. So, we do have a newcomers meeting right after the service around 12.30. Um, some of you have already signed up, um, but if you are hearing about this and you would like to join uh, today's meeting, then please email info at freecomchurch.org. We will check our email and get you a link so you can still join the meeting. But if you can't make it this time, there'll be another one, of course, on next month. Um, so as it's also the first of the month, we'd like to give you a little bit of an update on where we are with the budget. Um, so as you can see, it's uh, very good news, actually. We are uh, for our general fund which general fund goes to support mainly our, our staff salaries as well as our utilities and so on. Um, we are supposed to be at 41.7 and we've actually exceeded that by 2%. So thank you to all of you. Uh, we can give ourselves a big clap, uh, but we still have uh, ways to go. And so let's not um, stop the effort. Uh, thank you for your generosity and continue to please donate to support our mission. Now our building fund um, goes to pay our mortgage, and we are about 5% ahead there. So again, wonderful news, and thank you so much for your generosity. Uh, now, so we come to our time of giving. There are two ways you can give. Uh, you can scan the two QR codes. Well, one goes to our general fund, and the other goes to the building fund. And you can also give by credit card at freedcomchurch.give.asia. Just take note that the, for credit card, the company give.asia does take a small fee, um, so it's probably better if you can give by the QR code. However, please do what's most convenient for yourself. Um, so now please join me as we pray for the offering. Dear God, thank you for showing up in our world in the person of Jesus who died for us, showing us the full extent of your love. Thank you for showing up in our lives, giving us your spirit, to guide, strengthen, and comfort us. Just as we have received so much, help us to freely and willingly give of ourselves, our time, energy, and resources to your work to serve your purposes in the world. Bless this offering and help us to use it to bring your love, grace, and healing to all your beloved children. In Jesus' name, amen. So now we have a few announcements to share with you. The first announcement is uh, we need more volunteers to continue to help run our Sunday service. As you know, uh, we've been doing this over a year now, bringing you an online service, and it does take a lot of work. Um, even as I'm standing here, we have people on camera, we have people uh, doing production, people moderating, and you know they do get tired as well, so we could use some more help. Um, if you ever feel like you would like to step up, um, you can join us for an um, informational tour no commitment. Just come and see what is involved. We'll give you a behind-the-scenes tour and see if it's a good fit for you. And, if, and it's okay if you have no experience as well because you will be trained. So all we need is for you to have a willing heart um, to come on a Sunday once in a while to help surf. Um, now, as part of uh, Pinkfest, we've been, we have, are holding three sessions uh, on hard truths. The first one was actually last Friday. And the topic was on talking to uh, Christians about LGBT issues. So if you missed that session, 
Um, the video has already been posted online, and you can see it in our YouTube channel. And we have two more sessions coming up. This Friday, it's on queer aging at 8 to 9.30. And then the following Friday, it will be on being transgender and Christian. Both will be live streamed. But if you want to watch them, you do need to sign up. So you can sign up at fcc.la slash hearttruths. And we hope to see you there. Uh, as part of our Mandarin Living Waters program, we have uh, also got a special program for this where we've invited Reverend Ao Yang to come and speak on a topic of being queer as Christians. And this will be on um, the 8th of June at 7.30 p.m. So if you'd like to watch this Mandarin talk, please sign up at info at freecomchurch.org. And uh, this, this coming Sunday will be a very special service. It's our FCC Pink Dot service, and the theme will be on appreciating allies and family. So it will be on YouTube, um, and uh, it will be actually a great chance for you to uh, invite allies in your lives, uh, family members, to come and listen to heartwarming stories. Uh, we actually have um, uh, some videos. One of them will be the parents of a transgender person, uh, and in fact, even if you have people who are sort of struggling to be allies, who, you know, maybe they're not quite sure, this is another chance to invite them. So the video, we're going to show the video now. And uh, you can actually use this video, uh, forward it to the people you'd like to invite. And the link will be posted, will be uh, put out on Facebook and Instagram, maybe later today. So without further ado, let's uh, have the video. There was three things that we expressed to her. Whether you are transgender or not, the three most important things she has to remember is one, God loves her no matter what. Two, we love her no matter what. Three, to live up to the fullest potential that God has given her. That's awesome. So I hope this video helps you as you try to invite people in your lives who are allies, are struggling to be allies or family members. And the next announcement is on um, lasting power of attorney or LPA. If this is something you would like to find out more about, like how to set that up for yourself, um, there will be a virtual talk on the 13th of June and you can register at info at freecomchurch.org. And now I will invite Pastor Pauline to give us the benediction. And now for the benediction. May the God of love and presence go with you no matter where you be. And may you and me be intentional about showing up so that others may know that God loves them the way that God has loved us. So now go. And may our God of shalom and love go with you. Amen. We've come to the end of our service for this uh, Sunday. Thank you so much for joining us um, from home, wherever you are. And know that God is with you. And we are here together in spirit. So God bless you and have a blessed week ahead. <laughs>